from the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios high atop two Turtle Creek Tower. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everybody. Ryan Trimble here, joining you today in a warm, roasty, toasty oven called Dallas, Texas, joined by the always cool Sean Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Hard to be cool this time of year. Not for Texas. you. Not for you. I don't know, my friend, but uh, we are going to try to make it glad that everyone has joined us for a, another outstanding episode of Deconstructing Dallas. I'm really excited. Uh, I This was a really, really, this is going to be a really fun episode, and uh, but I wanted to start off, Sean, because you know me, SMU Homer, SMU fan extraordinaire, so pumped to see... The Mustang Zone, former SMU Mustang great Shake Milton got drafted 54th overall by the... He was actually drafted by the Mavs, who then traded the rights. Traded his rights. This is the confusing NBA draft. It's, like, ridiculous to follow. Anyway, Shake is going to the Philadelphia 76ers. That is exciting because we've had a chance because you dragged me along to SMU games from time to time, and yeah. we've, I've got to see Shake play over the last couple of years. Just a fun team. Obviously, they had injuries this year that the season did not quite go as well as it did in the previous season, but it's great to see one of our local products, and it's great to see that kind of annually that the Mustangs are putting uh, somebody on the board to get drafted in the, in the league. Yeah, we had we had uh, two go two drafted last year, and then Ben Moore obviously signed in a, a free agency uh, to the Pacers. And this year, shake, shake there's, and bake, baby. And there's a lot of worse places to be right now than Philadelphia. There's a lot of young talent. A lot there. of action. A lot of action. Once, once he gets on the roster, it'll be <laughs> in a good spot. I mean, yeah, you know. Even in the playoffs, we got to see a little hometown action this year uh, from our guys, uh, the Celtics. Our guy, who's what's yeah, that guy? Semi Ojale and yeah, Semi Sterling really Brown good. on the on the Bucks, yep. and and now Shake. So I got to watch a lot of Eastern Conference basketball these days, I guess, Sean. Yeah, and I'll be right there with you watching the East Coast, the Eastern Conference basketball, because again, as we've mentioned, we were locked into all the playoff games this year. So uh, again, congratulations to Shake uh, and his family. That's right. Uh, for and hopefully we'll get to see him playing in the summer league coming up. Yeah, that'd be, cool. that'd be fun. Uh, related locally here, the Mavs got their man. They've gone in uh, big. They they traded up two spots to get their guy, the Slovenian Wonder Boy, and uh, we'll see. They've they've hit as you know, as all of us know, they've hit on a European star before, a 19 year old European star. So maybe this will be the start of another era. It is a. Very interesting team that's coming together. I think when they brought Harrison Barnes in, they wanted him to be a focal point of the team. Really good guy, by the way, Harrison Barnes, who mm-hmm. Barnes is, who, who's really kind of active in the community and, and back in his home state. But, you know, to have Dennis Smith Jr., to have Doncic, to have Yogi Ferrell, who I'm, I'm not sure if they've got him back on the team yet. Shout out to his dad, Kevin Farrell, who worked with some um, (laughs) last year with Dallas County Promise. Um, Yogi, you know, Wes Matthews is 
is a really good player, good shooter. He, I always think he's a little older than he is. Uh, he's still a, a young guy. I think he's still got quite a bit of basketball left in him. Uh, they, they, you know, obviously you, you say all those names and then you get to Dirk, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, who's gonna that be, guy. I believe, is it his 21st season? I think that's right. I and think it's his 21st I, season. I just want to know the when Mavericks. they're putting the statue out in front of the uh, American Airlines Center for him. That'd be nice. I'd be down. I will go uh, for that. JJ, uh, who we yeah. worked with, <laughs> yeah, uh, with last season with Ofo. With Ofo. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I, I think I will probably. I'm probably looking more forward to this season than I have in a while. For uh, the I Mavericks. agree. I agree. But. Uh, on to bigger and better things. I'm looking forward to today's episode, Sean. We're going to have the opportunity to sit down with Effie Dennison from Texas Capital Bank. Yes, Effie is pretty much doing so much community development for Texas Capital Bank. She's doing community relations. She's the vice president there that's in charge of community relations and community development. And we, it, it's cool because... And we found this a couple of times now is that Texas Capital Bank had heard our podcast and heard us talking to Peter um, Brodsky about Redbird Mall. And then they were interested because they are working with Redbird Mall. Right. uh, As far as investment and financing and and it allowed us to have what was a wonderful conversation with Effie. That's right. Big shout out to Michelle George for coordinating today's episode. Really appreciated her uh, reaching out. So looking forward to it, Sean. You know, Texas Capital Bank, their first building, uh, 2100 McKinney, was where I first started with Chairman Branch when I was just a lowly sign guy. Did you know that? I did not. First off, I did not know that. Um, and second off, I guess from you starting as a sign guy, that's why I still so. I, I mean, one of my first things at Alamedia early on was you handing me some signs and telling me to go put some <laughs> signs out. So I guess it, that's right. it all started there. Uh, that's where it all goes back to. Yeah. And and also in the parking lot is Sambuca, where I first um, it, it interacted, at least, with Mrs. Trimble. The, the young lady who would eventually become Mrs. Trimble, I should say. So a lot of history there and a lot of um, I made a lot of deposits, not into my bank account, but into the Texans for Dan Branch bank account in both <laughs> buildings, the, the 2100 and 2000 McKinney. So um, I can't believe they ever trusted me with those large amounts uh, campaign donations. But well, it's kind of like a homecoming for you going back down and <laughs> chatting with tech, Texas Capital Bank. Effie was yeah. just so great great speaking with us. I've seen her all around town. Everyone knows her and she is has been really amazing as far as helping with investment in I would say, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say under underserved communities. And when it comes to underserved, we talk about all the different ways from retail to restaurants. But in order to get a lot of the amenities that people want who live in southern Dallas, it has to be financed. There has to be capital that is, is infused into these areas. And Effie has made the relationships and works with companies to make sure that they are, A, ready to receive the funds. Uh, they have plans for those. And then she makes sure, and, and her bank, you know, Again, and I think it's going to be a big part of our conversation. Her bank is able to identify those opportunities where some other banks, you know, 
cannot and are not able to, and some don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, credit to Texas Capital Bank, and she is, you know, again, I think we it's kind of been a theme of some of our guests, but they are very fortunate to have Effie yeah. working with them. She's a neat lady, and we are very fortunate to have. Uh, you know, had this opportunity to visit with her. So let's get into that. When we come back, uh, thanks for tuning in. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Stick with us. Hey everyone, let's cut to the chase. Do you want an afternoon with the best, most affordable family entertainment in town? Do yourself and your family a favor and purchase your 2018 SMU football season tickets for just 99 bucks. That's right, for just $99, you can see some great action at Ford Stadium this fall with games against the University of Houston, Navy, and the dreaded TCU Horned Frogs. So join the herd. Go to smumustangs.com or call 214-SMU-GAME. And ask for your very own $99 season tickets today. Again, that's smumustangs.com or 214-SMUGAME. We'll see you at the stadium. Pony up. We are back. This is Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble, Deconstructing Dallas. We are very fortunate to have with us as a guest today, the Senior Vice President of Community Development and Corporate Responsibility at Texas Capital Bank, Effie Dennison. Effie, we are so thankful that you would come on our show with us. So thanks for your time today. Sure. Thank you. Glad to be here. Um, So I wanted to just jump right in because we have talked a lot about community responsibility, corporate partners here in Dallas. And so for Texas Capital Bank, can you talk about your role in community development and community responsibility? Sure. Uh, so what what I do here at the bank is I manage the, uh, the community development efforts for the bank as well as all of our corporate social responsibility. Our mission here is to power prosperity in business and in life. And fundamental to that is having a thriving community. What makes it prosperous is having access to affordable housing, health care, good nutrition, uh, education, all of those things that make for a thriving, bustling community. And what we do here in my department is to manage all of the bank's efforts across all of our markets. Uh, For Texas Capital Bank, that happens to be Texas, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, San Antonio, and Austin. Those are the major markets that we serve. Uh, And that's just a, a, you know, for us to do that every day to be able to be responsible for that role. And I mean, Texas by itself is big enough (laughs) to have plenty of business just in our state. It is. Yeah. It is. And we we take a strategic approach to that, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, because one of the things, uh, if you look at Texas Capital Bank, our model is not a retail model, where we have a branch on every corner. Uh, We are more of a corporate bank or business bank to where we are uh, work a lot with small businesses, mid-sized businesses, and we have niche businesses that 
that has helped us to grow uh, exponentially over time. We're a $26 billion institution, which makes us a midsize or a large bank, depends on how you look at that. Uh, all organic growth. Uh, we have not made any acquisitions, nor do we have any plans to in the near future. Uh, but our strategy has been, where can we, with a bank that has minimal footprint in terms of retail branch operations, be able to provide and go deeper into communities. And one of the ways that we did that was in every one of our markets, we looked at going deeper with a particular market that had the greatest need where we could make strategic investments that would have the greatest impact. In the case of Dallas, that would be West Dallas. Effie, before we uh, brought you on, we were talking off air about how Texas Capital Bank was down here, had their flag planted in Uptown, in the Uptown office, <laughs> and there was, um, you know, Trulix was there in the old caboose, silver caboose diner looking car, and not a lot else down here. So to me, Texas Capital Bank has always been kind of a, a trailblazer. Now looking at Uptown, and I mean, you can't even see uh, around you because there's so many, so many skyscrapers around you now. So talk to us about another part of town, south of I-30, West Dallas. Talk about Texas Capital Bank's uh, what they're doing on the ground in these neighborhoods? Well, I mean, we could start and spend the entire podcast talking about the things that we're doing. I'm just going to focus on the West Dallas community, for instance. Right. Uh, this is a community that was in the shadows of the downtown. Uh, clearly, where we're located in Uptown, you can literally just cross over the Margaret Hunt Bridge. Our investment with in West Dallas began long before Margaret Hunt Bridge was there, before there was even a thriving community that it is today. And we did that because here's a community that's here. We have close proximity. We're at the time the closest bank to that community. And to be able to engage with uh, the Trinity Groves, uh, which happens to be a customer of ours, can you imagine someone coming in and say, listen, I want to build, take this old warehouses and convert it into incubator space for small businesses, small restaurants, which is typically the most riskiest business for banks, to come in and have an opportunity to grow their businesses. Imagine that coming across your desk and you're having to say, sounds like a great idea. You talk about innovative and cutting edge. So that's where it began. It's who we are and it's certainly a lot of our clients that we serve, uh, the customers of our bank. They bring to us new and innovative ideas or opportunities to really connect to community in a meaningful way. So to make that investment and to see that investment now be the catalyst to drive all of that economic development that you're seeing now around that area, it was it was just uh, it was a great opportunity to be on the ground floor to see that happen. So, Effie, when you talk about investment and you talk about areas that need investment, you talk about people that need investment where it can make a substantial dif- difference. What does that mean? You know what. What types of projects? What 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 is the transaction like? What does it mean when a bank like yours makes an investment in a community? Okay, I'm glad you asked for that clarification. So for us, investments could be the physical loans that we make for redevelopment. What does that look like? That looks like housing, multifamily housing. If you go down the uh, Bishop Arts area, for instance, what they call the gateway at the intersection of Davis and uh, Zhang and Beckley. On both sides of the street, you see mixed-use multi-family 
um, mixed-use multifamily developments taking place. That's an investment that would be more of a cash infusion or capital infusion into redevelopment. When we invest in people, we look at the nonprofits that are on the ground that are doing the heavy lifting in these communities, the educational first steps, the redistribution leaders. Uh, in every one of our markets across not only Dallas, but across all of our markets, we have strategic nonprofits, relationships with nonprofits that are there in the community working with these families and helping to provide uh, the social services that they need to help them to find access to the basics that they need to become um, have healthy lifestyles. Can, can you uh, tell us some of those nonprofits that you work with most specifically? In terms of in which market? In any markets. Well, I'll give you an example. One in West Dallas that we've worked with, and we recently just had this uh, Field of Dreams, is Mercy Street. Uh, Mercy Street is a faith-based organization. They've been there for several years. And it's an after-school mentoring program uh, for the kids in the West Dallas community. Uh, we've been working with Mercy Street for over 10 years now, uh, making investments that were initially tied to uh, not only a capital or grant funds that we would do to fund their program, but also our employees employees have volunteered and been a part of that. Uh, Most recently, an investment that we made was for their field of dreams. Uh, If you haven't seen it, it's a 27 acre along the uh, Hampton Corridor. Yeah, absolutely. I drive by there all the time. Uh, Well, you've got footballs, Mm -hmm. soccer fields, uh, baseball. uh, That was a collaboration between a lot of partners that came together with Mercy Street having the vision of how can we use these fields. There's no athletic. There's no athletic complex around mm-hmm. here, and here you've got the largest public housing uh, development on the backside. You've got, you know, African American, Latino communities, and what brings people together more than sports? So these fields are there that bring a new life and energy and synergy to that community, and also provides an opportunity for the kids of those communities to have access to healthy uh, sports. Uh, complex where they can come out and play soccer and football and baseball. So that was a major investment that we made in terms of capital. Yeah, I know the Rangers Foundation is, is over there yes. too. And so I wanted to say thank you for all your investment in that because we, with our, one of our other clients, Walmart, got to take some of the kiddos from the, the Rangers Academy. So you've been there. out there. And so so Good. we took them to, we've been out there, we took them to a game and uh, I mean, wow, what a great, great place to be for all these kiddos. So it's a really neat place. So thank you for your your effort and the effort of your colleagues to make that place a reality. Well, we it we love the relationship we just had, the ribbon cutting, and just to be out there to see it. Uh, my grandson actually plays on the soccer field. Oh, cool! So to see him out there and know the story behind the story uh, is really very refreshing to see that as well. This is Deconstructing Dallas. We are chatting with Effie Dennison of Texas Capital Bank. We will come back and talk a little bit more about. Uh, further investment in Southern Dallas. What are the opportunities? What are the challenges? Uh, We will be right back after this. Hey, Sean, that's a big stack of mail you got there on your desk. Got me a couple of new items fresh in the mail a day. Oh, well, do tell. What's in that one package right there? These are the new brush heads for my buck brush. Oh, buck brush, huh? 
Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but for a dollar, you can get new replacement heads for your bug brush. Many other companies charge $15 or more just to replace the heads on their toothbrush. That's crazy talk. I am telling you, bug brush is the new revolution. It is the new way the vibrations act like a timer. Uh, you have to get one for yourself, man, if you don't already have one. Well, where can I get my own buck brush, Sean? Go to buckbrushco.com. Get your own buck brush. Again, Ryan, that is buckbrushco.com. Hey, man, join the revolution. Let's vibe together. Sounds like a plan. back to Deconstructing Dallas. We are with Effie Dennison, the Senior Vice President of Community Development and Corporate Responsibility at Texas Capital Bank. Effie, I wanted to talk about the Mayor's Grow South Investment Fund. Uh, when I worked in Mayor Rawlings, that was one of the things that was introduced early on. And it's taken a while to get to the point to where the fund is ready to invest in deals, to find good deals in Southern Dallas uh, to invest in. And so can you talk about Texas Capital Bank's involvement with the fund um, as it stands today? Absolutely. Well, you, you know, uh, we were the first at the table with regards to financial institutions. Um, we made a $3 million commitment uh, to the fund and have, you know, participated in the capital calls to do that. You know, I think for us, it was kind of a no-brainer when you have a mayor that's getting behind an initiative that is a well-thought-out plan of how we're going to address redevelopment in the southern sector, which is the most underdeveloped, underserved part of the city. We've gone as far north as we can go, so the opportunity to grow is south. So the whole Grow South initiative was something that we truly embraced uh, from the front end. Uh, we are keenly aware of the challenges. It's 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 capital that could be subordinate debt. Uh, so it has some challenges with regards to pricing for risk uh, that we are keenly aware of. But we have seen that those funds have gone into developments to jumpstart uh, the redevelopment. Redbird Mall being one. Uh, I think you all have talked about to Peter Broski and you know for firsthand that that was a fund that was available for him to begin to take down some of the land and assemble that that he could begin to work on his redevelopment. So in that regard, the funds are there. We want to see them out more. Uh, we're working with uh, the Civitas that is managing that fund to make sure that we can bring good quality uh, projects to the forefront that would be uh, eligible candidates for that fund. Yeah, like you said, we did have Peter on recently on, on a, a previous episode. So you're excited about Redbird to see what's going to happen. Super excited. Uh, I have been, I, and I tell Peter, and I don't think it's no shame and if, if he hears his podcast, he knows. I quoted him literally every, when I first saw him and heard about his plans for Redbird. I mean, the guy is just charismatic. His vision uh, is well thought out. Uh, uh, it had everything in terms of what I would envision a community development partnership to look like. It wasn't that he came in and just decided what he wanted in that area to see it and be a part of those stakeholder meetings where he had them at the table to hear what that community wanted as a critical. part of that. It Absolutely. was critical to get that relationship uh, solidified on the front end. Uh, for us, it was a no-brainer as well. Uh, when you have a person like that that has a vision, passion, and outright know-how that engaged community that brings together the public-private partnerships uh, that come 
come together. The city is a part of this development as well in terms of the capital that they're infusing, his own personal capital. Uh, it was a no-brainer for us as well. Uh, first opportunity for us was the Starbucks. So we are super excited. That is exciting. Uh, to it's be almost there. ready. See, it's the catalyst, another yeah. catalyst mm-hmm. initiative, just mm-hmm. like we did with Trinity Grove. So here we go again. Uh, so this is the first uh, of the uh, development for the Red Bar that they wanted to jumpstart and do that. So we're just about ready for that uh, grand opening. Yeah, it seems, I mean, hats off to Starbucks for going down there, planting a flag early and and being one of the leaders, uh, corporate, you know, neighbor leaders. I mean, I think there's a big opportunity for other companies to go down there, plant their flag, you know, put their brand up on the outside of the building and say, hey, we're here, we're committed to this community. So I'm going to share with you something that we did last year. I guess in December, uh, we did a, a tour and I had um, members from our Community Development Corporation board that were on uh, a mobile coach that we had out here and a lot of our senior executives. Uh, and I called it Dispelling the Myth. Um, because of the misperceptions of what the Southern sector is. If all you know is what you see, you can't really relate to when we say there is a food desert. What the heck is a food desert? I go to grocery store on the corner, uh, banks on every corner, retail on every corner, but until you see it firsthand. So we did a tour of all of our strategic investments from the Trinity Groves to the Mercy Street to the Davis to Weekly Homes over in the Bishop Arts. And then right when we left from Bishop Arts, we hit 35. And when we turned right on 35, I didn't ask them what they saw. I said, what do you not see? Mm-hmm. And what did you not see? You didn't see banks. You right. didn't see grocery stores. But what did you see? You saw nothing but rooftops. Nowhere in the country could you have this many rooftops Absolutely. with that much income and no restaurant. You can't even take your girlfriend out for a date to sit down in a restaurant once you leave Bishop Arts until you get to Cedar Hill. Mm-hmm. And that is what we have talked a lot about um, in, in recent weeks, because even as Peter talked about in another meeting that we had with him, the question that he gets about his investment there. And I know you are one of my neighbors in North Oak Cliff. Uh, we've got Michelle here, who's also one of our neighbors, who's um, helped us pull this together. And people don't know. It's right across the bridge. Even as you mentioned with Trinity Groves from here where we are in Uptown, it is super close right across to get there and people have not gotten out to explore the city to know that it's really not that different except when it comes to the services and the, the, and the amenities the that are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the quality of the housing, the aesthetic of the neighborhood, the mature trees, I mean, the parks that we have there, I mean, the quality of life is there but for grocery stores mm-hmm. and services. They're coming, if you look at what's taking place along that Fort Worth Avenue corridor mm-hmm. uh, where they're building retail now, mm-hmm. it's coming. But it's taken all of this time. We're now almost in the eighth year of the Grow South plan to encourage development. But to hear some of the perceptions that people have of what the Southern sector is and isn't and being able to dispel that and show them what it can be and should be. Uh, for quality of life for residents, not just those that are affluent, but for all people of the city. And I've, I've we talked about Trinity Groves, but it was pleasantly nice to see driving by one day. It, I just kind of popped up and there was a Texas Capital Bank there on the corner. 
there across the street. And so you all, again, not only are you making a financial investment, but you have um, an office there and you have a location there that is the servicing first the people. Bank. The first bank in West Dallas. And that branch, let me tell you, it's the same thing in terms of much like what Peter did with stakeholders. We did the same exact thing. We got out in the community. We had all of these relationships. So trying to say that we are coming into the community, we've already been there. Right. So our name is very common with most of the residents there. Uh, but to see us make that kind of a commitment uh, to put our you know, flagpole in the ground to say we're here, um, it's connected us to the community in a much more deeper, meaningful, tangible way. Those relationships now that we did through grants funding for those little nonprofits and larger nonprofits are now customers of the bank. Uh, we have a community room. That's like no other bank right mm-hmm. now because we have our own community yeah. room uh, that's in there. And one of the programs that we just are getting ready to launch is a English as a second language for there are over 600 employees at the Trinity Groves, 600. And in order for the restaurant staff to move up, they have to be able to speak English. And to engage and partner with Lyft uh, Literacy, where we're going to have a full-time and a part-time instructor to be there in the branch to facilitate those classes so they can walk across the street, take their class. We're helping to drive the economy. We're helping to drive uh, the level of income for those that were employed there, not only for the employees of Trinity Groves, but also for the community. So to be able to have that kind of high touch with community in a meaningful way, that's what we're all about. What I really like about this conversation and what Texas Capital Bank is doing And when the mayor kind of first got on his push with Grow South, he said, this isn't a charity case, it's a business opportunity. And I think, you know, philanthropic um, commitments to Southern Dallas are great and philanthropic commitments to to the kids there, to the education there are great. But what we're talking about is business. You all are doing business. This is money that's going into the community that is being turned over in those same neighborhoods. People can go in the bank uh, and in their community and have that money know that it's going to be funding projects in their community. So this is real business that's being done uh, that is really that really helps lift up a community. And, and that's why we call it investments because we're investing in the people, we're investing in community, and an investment has what? A return. Maybe that return is not necessarily somebody coming in opening up an account, but when you can see a community turning as a result of that, if we help one family, 10 families, you know, move from where they are today to where they aspire to be and become homeowners, to become business owners, uh, that they can now provide for their families and the quality of life that they want for their families, That's a win-win. That's a good return on an investment that we've made. We start early on with early childhood development Mm -hmm. because that's where we want to catch it in those formative years and work all the way through it to make sure that we're addressing the various levels that are attributing attributing to the poverty level. How do you get that? It's education. It's having good nutrition, giving people access to food options. You can't learn when you're hungry. Right. We know that. Mm -hmm. So making sure that we are working with the partners um, that are doing and having the greatest impact. Before every dollar goes out this door to any of our nonprofit partners, one of the things that we do in a meaningful way, and Michelle and her team, we get impact statements. We want to know 
how many children you say you do blessings in a backpack are you feeding how many people have you fed what what were the successes that you had with your program and how did the dollars that we invested not just gave, but invested right. in your program, help you to do a better job at what you're doing. And are there are other ways. We don't just give money. We work side by side. We have a, you might see a blue shirt anywhere that's out there working in community side by side with our partners. It's really exciting times here at Texas Capital Bank. And, We're excited. Uh, can you yeah, tell? I can that's tell. all I can do to stay contained in this seat. <laughs> well, if, if our listeners wanted to keep keep in touch and, and keep uh, tabs on what y'all are doing out in the community, where, where could we find y'all? Well, you can certainly find us on our website, uh-huh. uh, which is www.texascapitalbank.com. Uh, that kind of lists all of our information, all of our contact information is there. Uh, we're in, and where you can really find us is in community. Uh, we are very actively involved in doing some great things. On our website is our corporate social responsibility report that you can download uh, that talks about all the different nonprofits that we work with and support, uh, not only just in Dallas, but around the state. So I encourage anyone to go in and learn more about us on that website. Outstanding. Well, thank you again for coming on, Effie, and uh, stick with us. We'll be right back after this quick break, Deconstructing Dallas. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Man, what a great time visiting with Effie Dennison today, Sean. Just a neat, neat lady. She is really making a difference in this community. Well, it's great because, you know, it, it, it doesn't always work this way. You know, with Texas Capital Bank doing so much work with Trinity Groves, in Trinity Groves, that being a client of ours, and then, you know, driving. I, I can remember just driving to a meeting we were having at Trinity Groves and saying, oh, my gosh, there is a Texas Capital Bank yeah. uh, location that is right right there. And so <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's great to see, and we say this quite a bit, but it's it's cool. It's a cool part of the job seeing our clients doing this kind of work and working with with folks like Texas Capital Bank. Yeah, I, I mean, they are truly, truly visionary folks at, at Texas Capital Bank. Um, I mean, they played a, a really critical role in uh, seeing Clyde Warren Park come to fruition. And uh, it just seems like they've got uh, a lot of foresight into uh, making things happen. Well, we want to, again, thank Effie Dennison. We want to thank Michelle George for helping to pull this together. Deconstructing Dallas is an Allen Media production. Thank you to Mary Woodleaf. Thank you to Jennifer Pascal. We want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank our listeners. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in, who has downloaded, who has liked. Please find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Make sure that you check like, hit that heart button, leave us a review. Check us out on Twitter. I am at Sean P. Williams. He is Ryan Trimble. You can find me at rtrimble15. We will have another episode to you coming quickly turned around. We are excited about our upcoming episodes. We will be back very quickly, very soon. Thank you so much and adios. Adios.